We are live. Welcome to the Rome Show. We got a big legend here, Craig G. What's up, brother? Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. Same to you, man. I really appreciate you for coming on the podcast. All good, man. I, I you know, you you you're making moves. Your numbers is looking good. I said, let's get on it. Definitely appreciate that. A lot of hard work. Hard work. That's what it is. So for the uh, the people on my platform that don't know yet, can right. you tell them a little a little bit about Craig G, how you got started? All right. So first of all, if you've been living under a rock for the longest, DJ Craig G from Hot 937 here in Connecticut. I'm in Connecticut. I don't know where you guys are listening from, but Connecticut, um, hip-hop, R&B, reggae station. I've uh, been on that radio station, oh, my God, 22 years, doing 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Five o'clock. Think about something you've been doing for 22 years. You know, I do the radio 22 years, five o'clock. If it ain't broke, let's not try to fix it. Let's just keep it moving. And I've been up here in this market originally from New York City, Harlem, and grew up in Harlem. I got a job on a radio station in 93.7 at 2001, and I never went back to New York. I never went. Super legendary. Um. Before you got the job at Hot 937, was that your plan? So if you know my history, if you don't know my history, let me give you a real quick, real quick. I come from the mixtape circuit. So when I say the mixtapes, meaning the late 80s, early 90s, uh, mixtapes in New York City was like the greatest thing that ever happened. Um, like before an artist's album came out, they would drop a lot of uh, singles, street records, freestyles, and they would give it to the DJs. And I would happen to be one of those DJs in that era and I don't want to miss any DJ, but you know, if you bought a, ever bought a mixtape, not a CD, if you bought a cassette in the '90s, you probably brought one of mine. And I appreciate you to the bottom from the bottom of my heart. Um, but again, I'm from New York, Harlem, and I was just one of those young kids that grew up around hip hop. And I say hip hop because where I lived at, um, if you know your history of hip hop, also there's a rapper named Kumo D. Um, he was a part of a group called the Treacherous Three, and he was he became very famous because he battled uh, Busy B, he battled uh, LL Cool J, and he was in a group called the Treacherous Three, and they had a lot of big records, and they were the big they were the big some of the big artists of the '80s. So they were they were like my mentors, and when I say they, I mean them, the Fearless Four, Grandmaster Flash, uh, Spoonie G. Those are like. Uh, New York City legends when it comes to hip hop. Hip hop just celebrated 50 years of hip hop. They were part of that legendary. And I was that little kid, 13, 14 years old, always around them, watching them become, you know, legends um, in the making. And they used to have, we used to have block parties in New York City in Harlem. And when I say block parties, I mean like all the DJs, shout to Easy Lee, Reggie Reds, they would come out, bring all their speakers out, bring the turntables out, bring the vinyl out, and everybody just have a big old party. No issues, no fights, no shootings, no nothing. Just a straight vibe, everybody having a good time. Um, and I was that little kid that was behind the rope. Like, one day I'm going to be there. One day. One day I'm going to be up there. So I got some partners that I grew up with, SNS, DJ SNS, who DJs for Mary J. Blige right now, uh, DJ P. Nice. One of my best friends, uh, super producer, mixtape legend, SNS mixtape legend. And we used to just be back there just like, yo, one day, one day, one day. And then we started practicing, buying records, 
Uh, and I said records. I said vinyl. Yeah, records. We started buying records, <laughs> practicing, kept us off the streets. Um, and we just started becoming, you know, great DJs, great businessmen, great entrepreneurs. Then we got into the mixtape game. All of us, we were all doing our thing. The mixtape started reaching worldwide. Uh, with the mixtapes, it, um, it, it helped me grow my name, helped me build my brand. And I got to travel around the world off of mixtapes. I got to pay my mama's bills off of mixtapes. You know what I mean? Off of mixtapes. So, and then what that did was I got to travel. Again, I get to, I get to do homecomings. I get to do private events. I get to do uh, weddings. I get to do all these things off of mixtapes living in Harlem. Then uh, Mace, if you know Mace, he has that big show with uh, Cameron and Mace right now. Um, it is what it is. And he said, Craig, I'm going on a tour because Biggie, Biggie had just passed away. So Mace was on his own. Like, you know, he didn't have Biggie. So May started building his team. Shout to Blinky Blink, rest in peace to HUD. And we went on the road. So I was DJing for Mace. We're traveling everywhere. Like we hit the 50 states in 40 days and we were everywhere. Mace was on TV. So wherever Mace was, the DJ was, and I was the DJ. So, and that just built my brand up even more. But while all that was happening, I was figuring out once Mace retired the first time, first time yeah he retired a couple of times <laughs> he retired a couple of times i said craig what are you going to do next you still got your mixtapes to fall back on um so i you know i wanted to be in radio in new york city but new york city wasn't hiring like at that time it was only hot 97 and everybody that was on that station pretty much is still on that station to this day like flex is on there enough is on there uh rest in peace to k slay um at the time, Jazzy Joyce, um, Coco Chanel was doing the, doing the damn thing with the ladies. Um, but then, you know, if the opportunity came, they was probably going to make me, uh, shout to Mr. C too, he had the afternoons on lock. Um, if they was going to hire me, they was going to hire me as a part-time. So Connecticut uh, opened up an opportunity in 2001, 93.7 came. And I was already on radio in Connecticut. It was a radio station in Connecticut called Jams 910. It was an AM radio station. Like, if you was on this side of the street, you heard it. But if you went over there, you wasn't going to hear it. It wasn't that big. <laughs> but it was the only thing that Connecticut, well, Hartford had at the time. Um, and they knew nothing about FM radio. They only knew AM because that's what they grew up on. So then when 93.7 came, it felt like a breath of fresh air. Because now you can hear, hear it clearer, louder. And you don't have to be on that side of the street to hear it. So you can travel up and down Connecticut. Um and I got on that station and I was one of four DJs. Uh, shout to uh, Clinton Sparks, shout to KG, shout to Big Man and myself. Um, and then we started adding DJs over the years. And the rest is history, man. I've been blessed to still do what I love to do, which is play music for people, entertain people. And again, I still get to travel. I still get to do private events. I still get to do colleges, high schools. And, and now I'm in the wedding business. So now I get to do more private events. I open up different businesses because of me learning how to DJ. Super, that's a crazy, legendary story. Yeah, I, I can keep I can keep going, but I want you to say something. Damn it, speak, speak. Right. So, so you went from when you were younger, younger saying it was one day, and then now you're actually doing it. The DJing, the radio, very successful. 
Um, and growing up as a kid, I always heard that top floor, baby. What's that? That's your so, um. So I'm, that's 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 my that's my brand. I've been saying that before half of y'all was born. But <laughs> so how I got the name was uh, Teddy Riley uh, from Guide Black Street. The white the guy that had no Wi-Fi on the verses. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Teddy Riley used to have a, uh, a recording studio inside of a, the world-famous rooftop roller disco in New York City. Uh, shout out to the world-famous Brucey e. B. And one of my mentors, DJ Easy Lee, again, who DJed for uh, Kumo D, one of my mentors, they, they shared a recording studio, him and Teddy Riley. And Teddy Riley was already part of Guy. They were doing it, doing it, doing it big. So they had a recording studio inside of a skating rink upstairs, and me and Teddy Riley had a great conversation one day. We just having, we just kicking. I'm young, I'm trying to get in the business. I'm just trying to get all this knowledge and absorb everything from a future legend. He was uh, getting there, but nobody knew. I didn't know what Teddy was capable of until later on. But I knew this guy was something important because Guy is one of my favorite groups of all time. And I was like, I need to learn from this guy. I need to learn something, something if I can grab some type of knowledge from him. So. Me and him having a conversation. He asked me, uh, I told him I want to create a brand. I want to, you know, incorporate my name, get everything situated. So we were just talking about a building, a company name first. And then he was asking me, what floor do I live on? I said the fifth floor. But if you walk up the steps, the first, the first floor is usually the second floor, but it's really the first floor. So he's like, you live on the top floor. I was like, pretty much. So I've, we stuck to a top floor and next, you know, the top floor, baby, just been one of those you know, those monikers that just stuck with it from the mixtapes, now radio, and now DJs on the top. Shout out to all the DJs on top floor. And they just spitting it across the country, man. And I love it. And I love it. You know, and it started at Apartment 5B in Harlem. Super fire. And um, the app, you help artists out, like play the music and stuff like that? Right. So during the pandemic, um, um, I had to figure out how to make some money. So, you know, and I, I might regret this. For what I'm saying, because all the people that that are record collectors, um, gonna be mad at me. So I sold my whole collection of records um, during the pandemic because I didn't know where my next piece of money was coming from. You understand what I'm saying? Like the world shut down, and I had to figure it out. So I wound up selling my records for for thirty thousand dollars to a record collector out of out of New Jersey. So he, he gave me half, and then he came up. And gave me the other half and then collected took everything probably over a hundred thousand records took them all back to jersey and i just saw like my investment just go bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> so so he took the records i got my money and then the rest is history i had i had mad space now available in my storage unit and i was just sitting there one day i felt like will smith in the mansion by himself like what am I going to do now? <laughs> but I had some money. So I was like, okay, I'm going to feed my, provide for my family, pay my bills. Cause I don't know what this, this uh, COVID-19 is going to do. I don't know. I'm out of work, you know? So um, I said, I got to make some money. So somebody said, Craig, I need mixes from you for um, their app. So I said, I need to create an app, but I need to figure out how to make money on the app. So, um, so what I did was I started going live on Facebook and Instagram to get cut off. So then I met with some people <laughs> and I said, you know what I'm talking about, right? So I yeah. said, I need, I need to um, 
uh, go live where they won't cut me off. So somebody said, get your own app, build your own app. So I, I met a guy that knew a guy that knew two people that knew three people and they connected me to my friend and he creates apps. Um, but of course it costs money to build an app. Apps ain't cheap. So, um, when we started sitting down, having, having zoom meetings and everything. And he was like, well, you can generate money this way, that way. He started naming like nine different streams of income on the app. So I was for it because I never knew nothing about it. So one of my really good friends, my brother, my heavy hitter brother, DJ Lobo has one of the biggest apps as a DJ in the world, like 12 million downloads, like, like Sheesh. big, big, because, but he works with, now he works with, Hennessy, he works with big Latin artists and he's one of the top DJs in the world. So shout out to my brother, DJ Lobo, who gave me that motivation and showed me how to get this money. And when I say get this money, I mean um, to create an app where I can generate money, where the residual income can come in every month uh, by me putting in work for other people. So what we did was I started putting my mixes up there. So now if you wanted a, a mix from me, you can go to the app. All right, cool. It's free. It's download. It's called Top Floor Entertainment. Did I mention that? I didn't mention that. I'm going to mention it again. Top Floor Entertainment. So now <laughs> you can download it for free. All right, cool. Apple and Android. I don't know why people still got Androids. Did I say that too loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now you download the app. Now you can hear some of my mixes. So I started DJing on Twitch, which is a, a gaming platform. Um, but I started meeting people from across the country, started doing mixes, uh, figuring out another way to, uh, to make some money. I made a few dollars, maybe like $20. It was only me, the iPad and a couple of my partners. Um, and that was nobody, nobody was watching us, but we had to build that brand up. So we kept staying consistent with it. We in, we in, we in, we in pandemic. We can't go nowhere. I'm DJing in my flip flops from my crib. <laughs> so I got to figure out how to make more money, how to make, um, how to build this brand up, how to get more viewers to watch me. Um, cause I wasn't going on Instagram. I wasn't not going on Facebook cause they kept cutting me off. No matter how much money you spend, you, you boost your post. They don't care if you, if your song, if your song sounds like something Beyonce made, they going to cut you off regardless. Right. And they can send right. me, they can put on my timeline, somebody getting shot, stabbed, hit hit by a car. But they care so much about a damn MP3, it's ridiculous. And then they're quick to take your money to boost your posts. <laughs> Anything you got going on, <laughs> they'll take your money. But they'll shut you off of any MP3. So this is why the music business is so damn corrupt. <laughs> so, so now we're on Twitch. We're building up this fan base. We're building up this, 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 this worldwide fan base. I'm promoting the app as I go along. So now I'm taking those mixes that I did. You can see you can see me live on my app and on Twitch at the same time. But then I'm also recording it and then I'm putting it back on the app. So the people that missed the Twitch show, they can also go back and listen to it. So now I'm building up my catalog on my on the app, right? Mix this, mix that, R&B this, kick reggae this, you know, reggaeton that. So now I'm building up. Now I'm giving people um, a reason to grab the app. So then I said I still haven't made no money yet. So I'm I'm spending money on creating the app, apps cost seven, $10,000. So I Jeez. said, I got to build some money. So now first thing I think of, let me put the DJs on, uh, DJs in my area, DJs out of town, cause they're going to give me mixes. They're going to promote the app. So they're my marketing team. 
You understand? They're mm-hmm. gonna be out there shouting out, yo, you want my mix? Go to the DJ Craig G Top Floor Entertainment app. Go to that app. Okay, cool. Now they're my marketing team across the country. So they're helping me, I'm helping them, we help each other. Okay, now I said I still gotta make some money because I don't charge my DJs. I didn't charge them. <sighs> oh my god, it's a lot. So I'm trying to talk quick and for all the people, I appreciate y'all. Let me get to it. All right. So then I said, let me put some rappers on it, charge the rappers because I got I'm about to build a little marketing team. And we're going to promote them on our social media. Um, and now they're paying to get on the app. So first month, I grabbed about 60 rappers, charged them $100 a piece, right? So 60 times $106,000. So here we are. We're making some money, right? So now the key is promote the hell out of them and um, uh, promote the hell out of them so they can come back next month. And then that hundred dollars will come back and come back. That's where the residual income comes in, right? So now I gotta pay right. the marketing people that's on my team. I gotta pay them something. So I told them for every artist they get, they get something from the hundred dollars. So the more artists they get, everybody eats. So then I said I need to put some small businesses on here. So now I got a a way to. Uh, uh, I got a thing called sliders. It slides. Um, like sliding advertisement, I forgot the name of it, but you touch it, it goes right to their their, their app. It goes right to their um, their website, their Instagram, their Facebook, whatever whatever they use, whatever their dot com is, whatever. So now I got small businesses on there. So now I put like fifty small businesses in a month, right? I got the team working, so everybody's making everybody's making a couple dollars. So then I put unsigned producers on there. So then I started adding some producers. So now the app is continue is making some money. As long as everybody does the work, that money will come back every month, every month, every month. It'll roll around. And now it's residual income coming in to the app, probably about $10,000 a month. And, and now I don't have to do nothing. All I have to do is put the mixes up. All I have to do is put the, the business is already up there. Every new artist come on, the artist gets on there. So then... You know, it uh, eventually some people are like, nah, I can do it myself. Of course, they're going to drop out. You're not going to keep it. There. It's not going to stay consistent no matter how much work you do. So um, we lost a few, gained a few. Lost a three, we gained two. We lost four, we gained five. So that's how the business is, you know. Everybody wants to try it out, see if they can do it, see if they like it. If, if it's not for them, we appreciate it. Thank you. But the app still has to continue and because they charge me every month for that app. Any updates, anything I got going on. So the app is still here four years later. And again, it's top floor entertainment. Have you downloaded it yet? Did you download it? It's free. It's free. It's free. <laughs> I got to. I got to get on it. Yeah, please do. But, Super it's, fire. but it's, it's, it's great. It's great music. So if you need something to listen to, the radio is whacking your city, your state, your country. You can always go back and hear um, one of my mixes. You can hear another DJ's mix. They might, you might feel some reggaeton. So you want to hear a reggaeton mix, a dembo mix, a reggae, a soca. Uh, you know, you can see me live on Twitch. I got like 500 mixes on there from Twitch. 500. So that means I've been working. So. Yeah. Like crazy. So, crazy. so the radio, the radio, the DJing, top floor. Um, you got heavy hitters going on. How you get time for yourself? Um, every free moment. I get, I'm, I'm, Listen, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, as long as, as long as my kids are smiling, and long as they're happy with daddy, then I'm then then I'm good. You understand what I'm saying? But I try to get I try to get my rest in. So right now we're in 2024, right? So 
I bought vending machines in 2023. So I haven't been a year. So now I got 13 vending machines and I have uh, a micro market. So um, a micro market is at a TV station in Springfield, Mass. So I dedicate my time. First thing I first thing I do when I wake up, of course, bring my kids to school. Right. Cool. Um, um, but then I go check on my vending machines, see what needs to be filled up, see what needs to be touched up. And then I kind of like start my day from there. But I make sure my, my vending machines are, are filled up. And then I move because the vending machine is going to make you money while you're not even there. So um, then I go, you know, I start my day. I mean, my, my DJ business has to continue, has to run. If I got to, you know, fill out paperwork, sign contracts, call people back, mail stuff out. I got to get it done. It has to get done. So any free time I have, I do make time for myself. Um, I'm not the most well-rested person. I should be getting more rest. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I think I'm okay. You know, I wake up every day, I do the same routine, and uh, I feel good every day. Like, I really want to, you know, accomplish more things that I did the day before. Not kill myself, but accomplish as much as I did yesterday. Right, super fire. And um, back to everything. I know you say you went on tour with Mace. You met a lot of crazy legends. Um, You haven't met Michael Jackson? I never, so, so, so a couple people I've never met, right, that before... You know, we lost a couple. We saw a couple in jail. So R. Kelly was one I always wanted to meet, one of my favorite singers. I never got to meet R. Kelly. And this is way, be this is way before, you know, allegedly he did what he did, right? So I got to host, me and my brother P. Nice, we got to host R. Kelly's mixtape uh, before he dropped his album, uh, TP2.com. So we got to host the mixtape through Jive Records. Jive Records, you know, gave us a nice bag to put the mixtape to together. And R. Kelly um, called me on the phone and said, yo, bro, great job. So I said, appreciate you. Thank you. You know, again, this is way before all that, you know, this was, this was, uh, you know, when, you know, Aaliyah had just passed away. So it was like, this was that long ago. So uh, Michael Jackson was one of my great favorite artists. Uh, Jackson 5 was one of my greatest groups of all time. Um, and Eminem, never got to meet those three. I met everybody else. Um, everybody, everybody else you named, I've met or took a picture with. Right. Crazy. Big legend. Um, I know you got, got a busy day going. I don't want to take too much of your time, but before we no, go, you're good. you're good, brother. We good. We good. Okay. Um, what's some advice you could give to somebody who wants to start a brand? Um, and they want to get, uh, get things going like sponsorships, partnerships. So. Uh, building a brand is, you know, come up with that, that name that's, that's going to be tatted on your body. I got a, I got a tattoo on my arm that says top floor entertainment established 1997. That's when me and Teddy Riley, oh, that, well, Teddy Riley had gave me the name back in 88, but 97 is when I finally incorporated top floor entertainment. And if he wants it back, he got to pay me double first and foremost. So he got to <laughs> pay me. for. <laughs> so again, when you get that name, you have to brand it. And, and now, in, now in 2024, branding is simple. Use social media, brand that, brand it. You know, now you can buy a press machine from from Amazon for $200. And, you know, now you, now you make T-shirts. Um, but again, first get incorporated, you know, even, even LLC or incorporation. And you got to stick to it. You have to live off that brand. Like that is, that is your name. 
and your name is your name. You understand? And um, and after that, you build the brand up so much, people come to you and say, yo, I want I want to be a part of what your movement is. Um, I've had liquor sponsors. I don't drink, first of all. Don't tell the people that 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 got the liquor money, but I don't drink. <laughs> but I'm around so many people that do drink from clubs to weddings to just friends of mine. They drink. So my influence to them, to the liquor sponsorships, you know, let's do it. Let's get let's do it. Let's let's build the brand up. I just you you just won't see me, you know, I can, you know, if you give me a cognac. Like, like you give me a cognac, I might put some iced tea in it and drink it like it's a cognac. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't drink. So I was, you know, a part of uh, uh, FN Vodka with 50 Cent. I was part of the Branson brand. I was part of Hennessy at one point. I was part of a bunch of a bunch of sponsorships, but they knew I didn't drink. But I promoted so much that they loved and appreciated what I did. So, um, again, it goes back to your brand, build your brand, build your fan base up. And um, kind of like what you do and what you put out is what the people going to give back to you. So if you, you know, if you're doing good in the hood, you're doing good community stuff, you're doing good things, if you're a nice person, if you tell a person, yo, this, this drink is great, they're going to try it just because they trust your brand. Right. Got to build that trust up. You got you to gotta build that trust up because once you listen and, and you can do a thousand great things but you do one bad thing you could be over one bad over. thing over so be be you know be positive and do great things out there you know what i mean and and if somebody says go left you might have to go right because the left might be the wrong turn <laughs> <laughs> for real um before we go um what's a few things that you haven't done yet that you want to do uh i mean listen i've well, first of all, being a great parent to my my 17 year old and my eight year old child is the most important thing because I didn't want kids growing up. I was like, no, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. But them being happy and my oldest daughter uh, having a 4.5 GPA on her way to college uh, next year is like a great accomplishment for me. And watching her go across that stage with high honors for the last three years is going to be like, you're going to see me cry bottom line. You're going to see me cry. So being a great father to my children is definitely the first, second and third thing that I've always wanted to accomplish. And then of course, be successful and make them proud of what daddy has done for them to, to move on. Like I got, again, I got a photo booth business. I got a wedding business. I got a lot of businesses going on and I would love to leave it with them. Like I'm trying to get my daughter into, um, the photo booth business so now when she goes to college she can take this photo booth put it in her trunk break it down put it in her trunk and if somebody need an event she can go knock it out at school at college so i want to teach my kids how to be entrepreneurs and, and my little daughter who's eight years old so much about i bought her an ipad for christmas she teaches me so much stuff that i didn't know about technology like oh my god she's showing me how to screen share and and do this and 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 and, and take this and move it there and i'm like how do you know all of this <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so that's it i just want to you know teach my kids you know stuff that i wasn't taught and i had to learn it the hard way um which became easy eventually but i want to teach them about you know because life you know about things and, and and things moving forward and and daddy worked his ass off to get 
you know, nice things for you guys to live life and enjoy it. Right. Well, we got, you know, the legend, heavy hitter, top floor, baby, DJ Craig G. Appreciate you for coming on the podcast. Yo, man, I appreciate you. First of all, you keep doing the damn thing. And listen, everybody, at DJ Craig G is my Instagram. Um, find me that on Facebook. Any, any, if you got, if you still got AOL, I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs> I got AOL. Stop laughing. I still got it. I give that to the industry people. That's where they send me all the songs. Um, so, yeah, but check me out, 5 o'clock, Hot 937. Um, the Odyssey app is the app where you can hear me live if you're from my, if you're not in the New England area. And then, of course, Top Floor Entertainment is that app. It's free. It's downloadable. It's free. If you have an Android, I don't know why, but if you do, download it. You have an Apple. I love you. But <laughs> I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you for your time, man. Definitely, man. Appreciate it. And if you ever want to do a part two, let's do a part two. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to DM you. Please do. All right. Enjoy your day, everybody. Be safe. Take care of yourself. And it's always love. All right. Appreciate it. You got it. All right. Peace. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Go Room TV. That was DJ Craig G. Top floor, baby. Hot 937. Heavy hitter. You know what I'm saying? Watch it on YouTube. It's going to be available on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. It's your boy, Go Room TV, DJ Craig G, Top Floor, baby. Hot 937, heavy hitters. It's your boy, Go Room. Go watch it, and I'm out.